What is going on, guys? Welcome to Bearded Discussion Podcast, the show that talks about what it means to be a man in the 21st century. I'm your host, Simon Binkowski, a self-proclaimed fitness fanatic, and I'm on a journey to challenge stereotypes about men. Every week, me and my guests will bring you amazing conversations about masculinity, relationships, fitness, sex, and many more. Now, let's jump into the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bearded Discussion Podcast. This is the first video or the first episode with a video. So um, if you're listening to this, make sure you check it out on YouTube as well. Um, today, I also have a different guest. My guest today is a, is an independent rapper, a veteran. Uh, he's been on the rap scene for about 15 years now. Um, he's uh, he, His name is Half Decent. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. How's it going? Welcome to the Glad show. To How you doing, here. man? Glad to be here. I'm really good, thank you. Really good. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you, you're here because um, uh, what I, what I wanted to talk about today is um, sort of your journey as an independent artist, um, because you, you artistry wise or, or creative wise you've you've been through um qu- quite a journey so far and um and i just i find it fascinating and, and i'm sure the listeners will find it fascinating as well um and i'm also just interested in 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 a journey of an independent artist with everything sort of that's going on online and and um things that people can sort of do themselves and uh, yeah. you know, yeah. tra- traditionally you, you had, uh, you only, you had one way of, of, uh, achieving, achieving your goals as an artist or as a musician. And it was, it was, uh, being part of a big label. Um, so sort of my first question from, from your experience, um, what I wanted to know is in, in your opinion, what is the difference between uh, going independent as an artist and signing to a big label? Yeah, so um, I've um, I've always been uh, independent as an artist, so I've never actually signed with a big label or anything like that. Um, I've seen a few record label contracts that have been offered to me. Um, none of them massive as things like Sony or Atlantic or or universal. Um, so I I can only really speak from the independent perspective, but I do know a few people that have had record labels and where, where that journey has taken them. So, um, I I can touch a little bit on that, but I I think generally the biggest difference with being independent and being signed to a label that I see is very much like with anything. If you're doing it independently is you kind of have to do everything yourself or you, or the it's all on you and that's exactly the same as someone who's you know if, if you're if you work in a chain restaurant you know like a tgi fridays if you're the manager of a tgi fridays you have a lot less to worry about than the manager of their own restaurant or someone who's just started their own independent business yeah and i, I think that that's what i always liken it to and i guess a lot of record labels are looking at it like that they are a business and they are in the music industry they're in the music business so every decision they make 
it has to be a good one. Like every time they put a an album out or they put a single out or or they back an artist, they're spending millions on marketing. They're spending thousands on music videos and recording and they take all that money back so the artist doesn't gain as much. Uh, but as an independent artist, you are essentially doing everything yourself. And it's it's easy to to kind of it's easier to do it these days. Like music, music has changed a lot in the last 20 years and technology has helped us move on. But the record labels usually help artists with that. You can get a singer and someone like Rihanna, she can take six months off and then go into a studio and there's already producers, writers, record label have decided what her album's going to be. She just has to sing it. She's the face of that, that product. Yeah. And then they will put it out there and she goes on tour for, you know, another six months mm-hmm. and then she can have another six months off while someone else works on the background stuff and does all the writing and producing and stuff like that. So I think it's, I think they're just different, different kind of beasts. Um, do you want to own all your own music? Do you want to be responsible for your own success? Then maybe an independent route is for you. Um, if you just want to create, then you can do that and not be independent and not be signed to a, a major label anyway. Yeah. Um, if you want to be famous, then, you know, you can, you can get that however you want these days, but in music in particular, if you want that kind of a lifestyle where you can kind of be the face and have other people write for you or anything like that, then that's, then you know, independent is going to be a tough route. You're just not going to be able to do it all by yourself. So sort of based on that, what you said, um, is it in, in, in your opinion, is it that when you, when you sign to a big label, you, it's all, it's almost like, um, you, you don't look at the, the artistry or the creative side, side of, um, being a musician, making music and you sort of, you become, you become a thing, you become a product And it's, it's less about what you can do creatively and it's more about how, how you're packaged because you can, from what you said, my, my thinking is that you don't necessarily have to even be able to sing as long as you, you're able to be marketed or packaged in a, in a specific way that the, uh, people as a whole, Uh, consumers will will be able to digest essentially whereas when you're independent it's it's more about you know you you have to think about your skill i I definitely think that um like the the i guess the term creative will fall under talent i mean talent aside um talented people like being talented doesn't guarantee you anything being great at what you do doesn't guarantee you anything victoria beckham is very open in saying that her microphone was off for most of the um spice girls shows that they used to do which which shows that in in that one example she was fitting the brand because a lot of girls looked and said you know i want to be sporty spice or i am i am i'm posh spice and and did she have a can of did she have a can of pepsi during during this recording (laughs) most likely probably (laughs) but it's, it's that it's that sort of thing of like i don't i don't think talent i don't actually think talent comes into it we can assume that anybody doing what they do is either talented or should have the confidence to have faith in their own talent. Whether you're good or not, nobody will care about your music more than you. 
if if that's mm-hmm. what you're making and and that's how i always approach it i don't i don't expect anybody to back my music and say like i will i will put you in in the a thousand stores when record label when when record stores existed or or say i will put you on a headlining tour so that you can play every o2 in the country i don't expect that to happen but i want it to happen for me and i should yeah. have that faith and that belief in myself so the creative side of it is the people that work at the labels the producers that work at the label have a job being creative they can sit around and make songs all day they can produce they can work with a writer um and that can then combine with an artist and they can gel and and it works very well um there's actually a really interesting thing that Red Bull did a couple of years ago where they got three different producers who had never met and they got three different songwriters and they put them all in the room with a, for a weekend and they brought Twister in to work with them and the job was for those six people to create Twister's next EP okay and they came up with ideas for songs they came up with beats they came up with hooks they 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 gave it all to Twister and Twister was like right me as an artist this is what i'm going to do with this and he used some of their hooks he used all of their beats he he worked with them and he was able to express himself and be him but they were in a room creating for Twister but that doesn't mean that if you're assigned to a label you don't get a chance to create or you don't get a chance to be talented it just means that you're part of that machine and there's a little bit more of a um a little bit more of a chance to feed off of it yeah. and i think independent artists can do the exact same thing but we have to understand that that's what we're doing what we're doing together and there is a lot of support in the scene when you start working with other people and you start collaborating with people but I also feel like it's very easy for people to be bitter and say well no this is my vision this is my like because everything is everything is assigned to it when half decent does a remix for somebody if I don't like it then I need to really step back and question why I'm doing it the same thing as if I work with someone if they don't if they don't like what I bring to the table then are we working together well yeah um I think it's uh, the same thing kind of exists um just on different scales and I think when you're independent holding the rights to owning your own material is a lot more important because that's where if a song gets put into a movie or if a song blows up you get a lot more return yeah whereas with a record label you don't really have that benefit you don't have the benefit of knowing that if you're signed to universal they might put it in the next movie the rock is in and then it becomes a massive song you know you don't yeah you know so it's uh yeah it, it, a, it depends how you look at it that's sort of with everything right as you know if 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 you if you create something and you own the rights to it you you're you're the ultimate uh you're the ultimate boss of it and and you know you you're the ultimate reason sort of where it goes and how big it gets and everything. Although it's hard, obviously as with everything, it, it's, it's nice to have that, um, uh, to have that money machine behind you. And, and I'm sure it's easier to some extent, but then, you know, you, you, you might have to end up doing something that you don't necessarily want to do or ever wanted to do or ever thought about doing. I, I think that's a, it's an interesting point that you mentioned that because there's a, as, 
for any independent musicians like watching this, like I, I can imagine that some of them will say, well, all I want to do is create or all I want to do is this, but there's no money in the actual creation or there's no money in um, the releasing of music anymore. But the, the other side of it is I don't really think there's as much money in the record labels as there is. There's just more spotlight if you, if you are big and if, if that happens, but more like more artists are signed to a record label, produce an entire album with that record label, and it never gets released because it isn't what fits what the record label are trying to do. And then they end up getting dropped from the record label, probably alienating the fans that they have because it's taken them two, three years to create an album that they then can't release. And it just, it, ma it makes a lot of artists like rightfully so quite bitter to the, to the kind of way that producing an album works with a record label. And you have the, many examples like that. Like, I don't know if, if, if you look at rap, you have someone like designer who released a song called Panda years ago, and it's been a massive hit. Everyone was singing yeah. it, but, but then all of a sudden everything sort of died down and, and now he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, and Snowder Products, another one. She's been signed to two different record labels. Two two record labels shelled the album. Um, recognizes one as well. He was signed to Rockefeller. They created an album. They shelved the album. It's 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 things like that happen all the time in the music industry. It's just we never actually hear about it because the album never gets released. The artists still kind of have to go and kind of be independent and decide what they want to do. And I, I think that when anyone ever says to me like like what what would your advice be for for independent artists or for anyone just doing music i always just go back to figure out why you want to do it and realize that that is all on you like that's something you want yeah it's not something you will be given because of talent and yeah. there is there's always going to be someone out there more talented than us and I know, i know that in rap that's quite cliche you should say like i'm the best of all time i'm the you know but like Yeah. Growing up on people like kind of Tupac and Biggie and Eminem and 50 Cent yeah, and yeah, yeah. Puff Daddy, you've got like Bad Boy Records and it's like you can, I, I just never had that mentality and that's why I picked a name like Half Decent, but <laughs> the, the reality of it is, is I know that if I do a show, yeah. that's almost like I'm inviting someone to my party and okay, yeah. that party is only good if it has guests. So if, if I like, I can, I can do music all day in my bedroom and be happy. I can make music every single day and create, and I'd be fine. It's, it is that connection that you kind of long for when you see people react to what you've created, whether it be good or bad. And I imagine it's similar to doing a podcast. It's similar to doing stand up comedy. It's yeah. similar to, like I said earlier, owning a restaurant. Yeah. Someone comes in and eats the food that you've cooked and they like it and they tell their friends amazing that's exactly what you're in it for you're not in it to cook food for yourself and i think a lot of artists forget that so i i, I want to do stuff for myself that people can relate to and react to and whether that be good or good or bad i always accept that um but i always just take that thing of like i know why i'm making music i know why i'm doing it i know what to expect of it from myself anything else is a bonus and everybody who listens to my music is someone who I need to, I need to just treat as a, a, a friend, really someone who, someone who's taken their time out to listen to my stuff because they're letting me into their world and they're yeah. coming into my world. That makes so sense. the difference with a, a record label with that is sometimes they're 
they're plastered everywhere. If you look at someone like like Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, like my mention of the Spice Girls earlier, I know they're all pop examples, but even if we go back to somebody like 50 Cent, like 50 Cent was always going to be signed to a label. He had an, a label drop with Atlant- uh, an, art, an album drop with Atlantic as well. Yeah. Did the it? Power of the okay. Dollar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. never came out. So that never came out unless it was a bootleg. So, every, so 50 Cent was signed before he met Dre and Eminem anyway. So he was always going to get a record deal. But yeah. it was as soon as that combination came together and it was like, there's this new guy out, there's this new guy out, there's this new guy out. And in music, if you're if you get signed to a record label, you can be a 15 year overnight success. Yeah. But you still had that grind. You've still done that stuff before. Um, so and it, it's sort of interesting what the 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 example that like you mentioned, 50 Cent, and and um, you know, I've, I've I've heard a lot of his his interviews and seen a lot of documentary movies about him and and. Um, he always talks about uh, you know creating that momentum and then sort of running on it and then that relates to something that I wanted to ask because you previously mentioned it um, nowadays you you know there's there's so much more that you can do to um, you know get your stuff out and 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 create stuff in general um, so I just I wanted to ask what is the importance of of using online tools for for your creativity and um from your experience what tools are are the best or, or what tools are the most helpful i definitely think for um for music it's even just, not just online tools but everything we do is like i i don't know how how to play an instrument but I produce all of my own music. I know, yeah. I know my way around lo- logic. I know my way around like most um, kind of music doors and I can make, I can make a song from scratch with that and my voice. So that, that's something that is massively improved that I, I think creative, like being, being creative with, with music is so much easier. When I first started out, I was, I was, I was six years old and I had a guitar that I didn't know how to play. And I was trying to record on tape recorders and combining them together. And there, there was no, it took me years before I even got a computer. And I started with a computer and a keyboard eventually, and things started sounding better. They started sounding clearer. And I think it's so easy as an independent artist who, who has successfully made money on things like selling CDs it's so easy to just go, you know, streaming is terrible for the industry when really I don't look at it as a replacement to CDs. I look at it as an addition to having a fan base. The people that would have bought CDs, the majority of them would have been your fans and they would have been people that know your music or have heard your music already. If not, then they're the, they're people that maybe judge an album by its cover and go in and look for good artwork. But even then you would have had to pay someone to do the artwork the same way you do now. Uh, well, or one way you could do it now, you pay someone to do your artwork, pay someone to do your mastering, pay someone to print up the CDs. You've got a massive cost before even releasing it and getting one sale right now. I can make a song tonight and upload it to Spotify, Apple music. I could even put it on Bandcamp or like for less than five, like five quid. I can put it out there. Some, I could even put it for free on my own website and I could charge whatever I want for it. If it was my own website to my fans, 
and not even put it on Spotify and make the same amount of money. And I, I think that that's something that we, we as independent artists sometimes forget that it's the fan base is actually what matters. So using online tools to engage with your fan base, I'd say is the main thing. Yeah. Um, obviously there's everything from Instagram, Facebook, like TikTok, whatever, whatever you use, whatever you're good at, whatever you feel natural with, do it. But don't forget that you're still inviting people to your party. Like you're still asking people for your time, yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're for or for their time to look at your stuff, and I think it's it's natural for everybody to just scroll through and whatever they look at, they look at an ad might pop up, whatever. But to, to say to someone, "Hi, by the way, I make music. Would you listen to my stuff?" is like everybody's doing it online and everybody's doing it. So you, you need to you need you need to use the tools that fit what you do, and I think that. For myself, um, I always try and like, like design work has always been a struggle, like finding a designer to do something, finding a designer to create a CD cover. Um, a tool that I love to bits is called Canva. Yeah, um, great, great tool. It's an app that you can download on your phone and they have templates of various different things and you can throw in your own photos, you can throw in your own stuff your own stuff. You can kind of make social media posts any second almost instantly and they look professional and I still feel that I'm creating something that represents my music that I want to show to my fans. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And I think that that's not even something for, for musicians. That's something for anybody who has, who feels like they have something they want to put out there, whether you're an independent business, you're a podcast, whatever. I say Canva's definitely a, uh, uh, a good online tool to use. Um, but I think we all just need to like kind of embrace the internet and be positive about it. There's yeah. so much negativity on the internet that it's, <laughs> it's easy to just go, Oh, I don't like that. Now I'm upset. Or yeah. now I feel like I've done something that I don't, I didn't want to. It's very just, easy to be triggered by, by anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's something that, you know, we, we all should just kind of, you know, It, just be positive at like kill it with kindness and like if you yeah. see something you don't like either ignore it and don't don't play the game or actually be positive about it yeah exactly and it's sort of what, what you uh, when you were comparing um uh buying cds as to like streams and and i'm, I'm guessing even even though streams all of it is online you you, you know you're still trying to um you're still trying to create almost like a like a like a home so people like like a some sort of camaraderie or, or or a home for for whoever your listeners are so they feel like they are part of the brand that you present and 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 the the things that you create uh rather the than most, the most successful people regardless of if they're in an, uh, a record label or not they built a community around them yeah. and that community is what feeds the the need for the record label to go, yes, we need another Rihanna album because we like umbrella was a hit. <laughs> like, you know, it's like if, if the fans weren't there, regardless of if you're independent or not, it, it, it you know, you, you'd question whether you're doing it. And I think it's so much easier to question why you're doing it as an independent artist, because it's such a slow burn. You, you know, you can make a song and release it. You know, Spotify has something like what 200 million users. 
and you can upload the song to that but 200 million people aren't going to search half decent and look for that song even even me uploading it like it might end up on a playlist that then gets a bunch of views or a bunch of listens and that's great but i don't know who those people are i didn't promote to them and if yeah. without Spotify, how would I have reached people in Germany? How would I have reached people in Canada or the USA? It's if I was just sat here and I printed up my own CDs and I was like, right, job done. I've got 10,000 CDs laying around my house. Yeah. Now what? So it's just, yeah, you'd, be, you'd just be stuck there with 10,000 CDs. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, that was, that was sort of my next question. Like it's, it's, nowadays it's not really as hard as it was in the past to get stuff out there and and um and get it sort of listened to it's it's now it's now it's keeping uh, people interested i'd say and and that's the hard part and and um being able to create some sort of like aura around you where people will gravitate towards and and yeah i know that it sounds like what we were talking in the beginning, like having that big label behind you. But the thing with like a big label is more, more very often, uh, I assume, uh, very often it's like you might be, you might have to end up doing something that you don't necessarily uh, ever wanted to do. Like I know, like I know, for example, yeah. Ellie Golding, I think is 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 a, is a good example because as far as I remember, when she sort of started out, that what she wanted to do was like folk music. But then as soon as she got that help from a big label and everything no we're going to turn you into a pop star something that she never thought about doing um so yeah it's 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 sort of that thing yeah it's a slow burn when you're an independent artist whether it's whether it's music whether it's stand-up comedy whether it's anything anything creative but then you know it's it's all up to you when it comes to creating that momentum behind you momentum behind whatever you whatever you put out there and yeah and that's also yeah. the, the 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 fun part of it, the the, the journey itself. It takes a ho- hell of a long time, but you know, it's yeah, it's it's, it's like I said, nobody nobody's going to care about it more than you. Like yeah. any song, any song I make now, if somebody truly cares about it and listens to it, like I ha- I'm so thankful. Like I'm just like this is great. They heard my message, they understood it, they got it. They've they've had that same life experience, and that's that. And I, I think like looking at the example of a, of building a, a fan base, like any, any artist or any successful, if we just go for anybody who's successful, no matter yeah. what they are, they have either done it on their own for a long, long grind. And we're talking about people like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, anybody, you, you, can, you can list them all, anybody who's done it by themselves, long, slow grind, and they would have always succeeded no matter what. And there's that or you have to find your fan base you have to find your community you have to find who cares about your product the difference between a record label is they will find that for you and it will be whoever they want it to be or whoever they feel you fit to if if i sign to a record label tomorrow and they said to me oh you know what we only like the music you produce so we want you to only make instrumental stuff moving forward i would be like well i I have something I want to say. I have something I want to create. And it would be up to me to still push that and what I want to do. But they could make me millions off of just my instrumentals or just my, you know, people not hearing me talk or hearing me rap. 
Yeah. And, and that might be because I'm not very good or because I'm half decent, but it might also just be because that's what fits them. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, they could the put, business model. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they'll put you into adverts, they'll put you into TV shows and all of that stuff isn't just a revenue stream. It's a fan. It's a, it's a way to grab fans. Yeah. It's a way to cast the net out there and go, right, you make rap music and it sounds like 50 cent. We're going to get you a placement on the next episode of power or the next episode of ballers. And then all of a sudden people are watching power and ballers go, Oh wow. I like that song. Who's that? They Shazam it. They look it up. They find it on Spotify or Apple music. All of a sudden you've got someone else listening to your music, but you, as an independent artist, you have to do it from the opposite spectrum and go, right, I've got new music. Who wants to hear it? Yeah. And it's, it's, you still need to cast your own net. You still need to go, okay, Spotify, get it on this playlist. Well, maybe 10 people will start following me after that. Put it on Apple Music. These people might start following me after that. But if I don't have a central place where people come to see, to hear my music, or I'm not doing live shows regularly, so people go, oh, I've, I've been listening to this guy for the last year and he's playing around the corner. I'll go see his live show then it would never succeed. Yeah. So you kind of have to go in it with like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to see what works and see what can help bring fans to cast that net. Yeah. So speaking of new things, um, I understand that uh, you have, you just released a new single for your upcoming album. The single is called Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, cheap plug yeah nice <laughs> great single great uh great yeah. song if you got if you guys uh want to check it out make sure you check it out on the half decent youtube channel and stream it on spotify and everywhere um but um tell me what what was your um what's the what's the thinking behind the album and what was the reason for for this most recent single so um I'll start with the single because that's what's out now. Um, and then I'll give you a little bit of an exclusive for the album because um, I haven't told yeah. many people about it. So you everyone knows I'm making an album. Bearded discussion, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you get the, all the exclusives in the world of Half Decent. <laughs> um, so th for a long time, I always just wanted to make a track called Bill Murray. So I always had that title. Um, and I always had that title in a notebook and I was deciding like, how would that sound and what would it, what would it kind of be like? Um, and there was a documentary that came out called, uh, Bill Murray. Um, it just doesn't matter. And it was all about the sightings that people would find where Bill Murray would just turn up to a college party and play drums yeah. or triangle, or it would be like Bill Murray helped someone out here and did this. And it was, I found it a really interesting documentary and, and, It, it kind of made me realize that I didn't actually want to talk about Bill Murray, the actor I wanted, to, or, or even the man. I kind of wanted to think about that aura of what it represented. Mm -hmm. And I started kind of playing about with the, um, it just doesn't matter um, attitude because that fits a lot of what's on my album in terms of like, it doesn't like what we do actually really doesn't matter unless we're actually happy with it and we're okay with it. Um, and then Groundhog Day was a movie that I've loved and watched a million times. And I came up with just the lyric of, um, it's February 2nd and I'm Bill Murray and realized that I was, I was trying to tie my album together and go like, what would be a title track for my album? Um, and there's a lot of movie references in the album and the album fits a lot around what Groundhog Day as a movie represents. 
So when I thought of that lyric, I didn't even have a beat. And I was just like, oh, that's, that's the Bill Murray song. Like that's what, what Bill Murray is. So, um, so yeah, I then recreated Groundhog Day in, in a rap song um, and in the music video as well. And the whole meaning of it is very much just um, kind of as silly as it sounds. It's like, you know, your environment for most part, I know that some people are in a tough environment, but for the most part, your environment isn't what defines you and your environment isn't what change, what makes you who you are. And it's all about your attitude. And if you can make the most of your environment and make the most of everything you have capable with you, then you can change your outlook. And that's kind of what the song was about. That's a strong um, message and definitely something that, um, is needed in the in these tough times and 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 a universal message as well because yeah it's you know not i know i know that everyone's circumstances are different but for the most part yes whatever environment you you happen to be in it doesn't define you you you're you're always able to make something better of it yeah of yourself yeah And I think it's, it's as hokey as it always sounds. It's like that whole, like, see the change in yourself before you expect to see it anywhere else or, you know, be the change you want or, or make the change you want. Like, it's, it is actually all up to us. And I know that there, there are obviously, there's horrible circumstances that people are in where that isn't the case. But generally, you know, if, if, if you've, we said it earlier, if you're looking through Facebook all day and you just get negative, like, yeah. that's your fault. You know, you, you know, face, you know, you're being marketed to by a machine. So you're doing something to get negative news constantly. Yeah. yeah. So just look at yourself and go, well, do I need to go on Facebook today? Maybe yeah. not. Not if it doesn't make me happy. Do I need yeah. to? And that could be a completely other side of it. You know, like you could go to the gym every day and one day go, ah, oh, it doesn't make me happy. And then, yeah. then don't do it anymore. But if yeah. it makes you happy, then keep doing it. Keep doing it. And that's the only way you can see that change. And you don't see it overnight. You don't yeah. see it the next day. Um, I know you you go to the gym all the time and you work out, worked out the best part of the last however many years now. And you've yeah, yeah. like that kind of a life is like, you know, the first day you go to the gym and you work out and you leave and nothing's changed. It's easy to go, you know what, I'm not going to do that again. But yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You're going to have that approach every single day of your life you're just never going to do anything. You're always going to do everything. I was, I was just going to say, yeah, if you know, if you have that approach in anything you do, yeah, you, you, you'll never get anywhere. Because if you expect quick results, then it's not going to happen as much. Everyone's looking for quick results, but there's no such thing. Nothing, nothing worth having is like, is going to be easy it's, to get. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Nothing so like, true. and so you have to just go, I'm going to push it out there. I'm going to do what I can. And I think, With, with Bill Murray, I, I made sure that that third verse was that the whole change was, it was just all the reflection of a standard person in a day-to-day -day life, worked every day of their life, like not scared of hard work, not worrying about hard work. They'll do the graft, yeah. but they're looking at it going, where's my results? Why am I not successful? Why, why are my relationships not the best? Why am I not happy with this, that, and the next thing? And then as soon as you switch and just go, 
all right, you know what? I'm going to wake up and actually smile today. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you can all of a sudden go, I'm going to give this my all and be happy with what I have. I'm going to be happy that I have a job because a lot of people don't have them. I'm going to be happy that I've got a girlfriend because a lot of people don't have them. I'm going to do what I can to make myself better for the people in my life so that they look at me and don't go, you know what? Half decent's miserable all the time, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and that's, that was what I tried to fit into a song. Um, and the exclusive you get is the album is called Groundhog Day. So, um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be out in probably first week of August. Um, there'll be more videos and more singles. Um, it will feature the, it will have Bill Murray on it. That's kind of like the title track. Um, but it's called Groundhog Day. And I think the track Bill Murray fits in there nicely to kind of say what the album is about, but it's, it's about everyday life and, trying to attack it at different angles and seeing what the results are really great you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen gentlemen groundhog day groundhog day coming out in august um yep. but tell me tell if me if i'm doing my job if i'm doing my job correctly everybody who's heard it from here should now find out about it from me if i actually <laughs> if, if i'm widely promoting this properly if i'm not <laughs> then maybe being an independent artist isn't for me <laughs> But tell t- t- tell me quickly what what is your what is the the theme or or your your thinking behind the album itself? It is um, as quickly as possible. It's kind of like my fifteen years experience in music and that time of creating music of every, almost everything that's gone on in my life or the people's lives around me. And um, I never talk about anything I either haven't seen or haven't been a part of unless it's a story that I've created myself based off of life experiences. Yeah. So um, there's, there's, there's good, bad, ugly, horrible. There's hope, there's success, there's failure. Um, I'm very personal on this album and I've released EPs and I've released mixtapes and full length projects before, but this in my eyes is the first time that I'm creating an album that is a piece of work where um, I'd be happy if one day the entire world explodes. And it's kind of like, if you've ever seen the movie Hustle and Flow, this is kind of where I get that, that mentality yeah. from, is yeah. if the whole world crumbles and they start digging, and they build they they start digging up mount rushmore they start digging up the coliseum they start finding out about france they start building different things if anyone wants to know what my life was like for that 15 years they just have to listen to this album great stuff great stuff great stuff Th- okay uh let's wrap this up thank you thank you very much for coming on this show and giving us the exclusive and and no thank you and, and thank you. talking talking to us about your journey as an independent artist um uh, can you please tell quickly lis- listeners how they can uh, find you and in, in, in your music? Yeah, of course. Um, go on halfdecentmusic.com. Um, if you want to follow me on any socials, it's Half Decent Music. And just go on Spotify, type in Half Decent. You'll find me, Apple Music, wherever you are, whatever you do. Yeah, you'll find me. Cool. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning into the show. Thank you, Half Decent, again. Uh, See you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.
thank you for listening to Bearded Discussion Podcast. If you like the show, subscribe and follow your host, Simon Binkowski, on YouTube and Instagram. Share it with your friends and tune in next week. See ya.